Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, Giannis's seventh career 50-point performance wasn't enough for the Bucks to get the win last night. So what will it take? Big Perk breaks down Milwaukee's biggest problem. Plus, L.A., also known as the city of stars. But do the Lakers need a third star to compete? We take a look at their options and who maybe they could acquire. And day two of the in-season tournament starts tonight. Let's go! We make some bold predictions on who could surprise us. And I'm sure the players are just as hyped as we are. Y'all here? It's not just any Friday. In-season tournament! We talk about this in-season tournament. It's a playoff game. Competitiveness is up. Juices are going. You got the court across the league. You know what you're watching. It's unique for sure. I like the design. It's red. It's different. It's like one of those basketball courts that you make on 2K. 2K. Tonight was insane, bro. The fans really brought it tonight. You know, to have the atmosphere on the first, you know, in-season tournament. First win in the history of the in-season tournament. Yes. Curry sidestep, Curry drive, Curry flip, Curry good! And the Warriors with the win! Job well done adding this type of excitement. You bet! Jalen Brunson! Back to Three and two, I felt like one and up. The energy, you can tell it's like something is happening. We're just trying to get to Vegas. That's right, Dame. Something is happening tonight. It's in-season tournament Friday, and this is NBA Today. I'm your girl, Chanae Ogumake, filling in for the one and only Malika Andrews, and I have a very expert panel with me. We've got Mr. Brian Windhorst. We've got a special appearance in the building, Mr. Michael Wilbon. Yeah. We get smarter anytime you come around. Thank you. And, of course, we got my bro, Kendra Perkins. Just Chanae, don't introduce me after. Save the best for last. No, no. That's you. Everyone here is the best. Best. Everyone here is the best, but we're happy to have you, Mr. Wilbon, join us today. But before we get to those nine games of group play, we need to talk about the Bucks Pacers last night because Giannis was facing off against Tyrese Halliburton and the number one offense in the NBA. So roll the highlight, producer, director, Kathy. No Dame Lillard in this one for the Bucks, but Giannis would go two words. So let's start in the third quarter. Giannis. I mean, Perk, is this his signature move, the, the spin move, unstoppable in the playground? Watch this. We see it again. Well, his signature move is bully ball, and that's exactly what we're watching. I guess paying top dollar what Akeem Olajuwon this offseason is actually working out for Giannis right now. Absolutely. Later in the third, Giannis gets the rebound, but afterward, Adrian Griffin would be ejected after some choice words. Brian, why is this significant I for the Bucks? I think he kind of wanted to get thrown out of this game because he wanted to set the tone that he was defending and standing up for Giannis after Giannis got ejected the night before. I mean, look at this, though. Next possession, Giannis with the Hezzy and drives for the layup. He had 46 points, 15 for 19 from the field through three quarters. Yes, take a drink. I'd be tired, too. Fourth quarter, Bucks up seven, Giannis. I mean, underrated handle. Look at the split of the defense, Mr. Wilbon. Going to the basket. We're not having any highlights of Giannis jacking up threes. Mm. At at times, he, you know, drifts into that. Don't want to see that. Giannis would finish with 54 points and 12 rebounds. Now, Halliburton, though, team-high 29 points, 10 assists. 
Still a one-point game, though. Turnovers were the costly thing per, for the Bucks down the stretch. Absolutely, and this is where they miss Damian Lillard. Not only because of his of Dame being clutch, but the decision making. Those costly turnovers, unforced turnovers, it would it it hurt the Bucks down the stretch. It definitely hurt. The Pacers hang on to win 126-124, and here was Giannis Antetokounmpo after the game talking about the energy he put out. He didn't take care of the ball. I didn't take care of the ball. It's a possession that I had to, sh I could shoot the ball. I didn't shoot the ball, but I was gassed, um, and I was able to get a, a win. But a lot of, a lot of good things that we can learn from uh, today. But we gotta get better. We gotta get better, guys. A team that scored a lot of points on us. So this was Giannis's third career 50-point game on 75% shooting, tying Michael Jordan for the second most in the shot clock era, only behind who? Wilt Chamberlain. So Giannis, he really looks like he's back in MVP form, but it was not enough to get the win. So Mr. Wilbon, what more could Giannis have done? Nothing. <laughs> this is not the league from 2015. In this league, this season, you cannot – the margin for error is small. That includes absences. So if Dame Lillard's not there and you have a team like Indiana who no one was talking about in October and everybody's going to talk about probably if they stay healthy for the rest of this season. If those guys are whole, the Indiana Pacers, the Bucks are going to struggle to beat them. Even if Giannis has a great night, they're going to need Giannis – and Dame to have great nights, and they'll probably win that game. Okay, a couple things. One, if Dame Willard plays in this game, maybe they win. Two, it's the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Okay. Three, Chris Middleton played his best game of the season. He looked pretty good coming off that uh, off-season yeah. surgery. Having said all that, that's not what I'm going to focus on coming from this game. What I'm focused on coming from this game, this is another bad defensive performance from the Bucks, and this has now become a trend. This was an elite defensive team over the last few years. Last year, top four in the league in defense, which is why they had the number one overall seed last year. Their defense has collapsed. Collapsed. They're 25th now. That is not acceptable for a team with this kind of defensive talent not only has the trade of Drew Holiday hurt them and some new uh, you know, additions, some guys who maybe are not defensive first players, but with the coaching change, let's just be honest, they don't seem to have the same level of attention to detail and focus at the defensive end of the floor. Well, well, one, I'm looking at the box score, and Brooke Lopez was one for seven from the field. Four of those shot attempts, FGAs, were three-point shots. They have to do a better job of establishing him in the paint. We know his ability of stretching the floor. We get all that. But Brooke could get a bucket on the block. That's number one. Number two, I agree with both of y'all. When it comes down to their defensive intensity, where's their defensive mindset? I mean, 124 points, Giannis go for a 54-piece wing dinner, and they still lose. Right now, the Milwaukee Bucks can't guard senior citizens at recess, okay? <laughs> and it's so horrible to the fact that I'm looking at this, and I'm wondering, is this on Adrian Griffin? Like, is he, like, imposing his will in that film room and in that locker room and saying, Isn't you know, defense always on the coach? Isn't it, the coach's a, job to absolutely. or the best defensive player? Let's go back to Drew Holiday not being there anymore. Mm. I mean, Drew Holiday sets the tone for that on the court. Yes, Adrian Griffin may do that in the locker room, but Perk, you, you know you played on great defensive teams. How much does that absence matter right now? 
I mean, it matters a lot, and that's why I'm glad you teed me up because I have a free seat <laughs> on this. Do you want me right to help now. you, Perk? Absolutely. You I got gotta work the iPad. It's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's a downgrade from Tanae Teach Sheet, but I'm going to do my best right now. I got her assistance. And since we're talking about their defense, let's, let, let's look at this from last night, okay? 47 of the 48 Indiana Pacer three-pointers were open or wide open. That is horrible. And listen, yes, that is on the accountability point for us with the coaches. But that is the effort. That is the mindset. And I got a couple of clips right here to show you. Run it, Sinead. I got you. Here it go right here. This is after a made bucket. Freeze. Okay, listen. You're in transition. You see Brooke Lopez is up. He's Gordon Miles Turner. Malik Beasley, do you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to force him to the screen. But instead, he rejects the screen. Now look at Brooke Lopez. Okay, now look at the top. The defense has already breaking down. Pat Connaughton, you're too smart for this. This is not a stunt and get back. This should be a full rotation because now you're in a scramble, all because of lack of communication and break and broken down defensive assignment. And, and don't forget about the bench right now. What did this uh, do to the bench? Oh, I mean, just look at the coaches. That right now, you know what they're saying? <laughs> we just went over this in film. That was such and such fault. That was his fault. Okay, here we are. Right here, half court set. Again, no communication whatsoever. Buddy Hill sets the screen. Okay, young fella doesn't stay connected. Freeze! That's fine. Giannis, you are one of the best defensive players in the league. You won a defensive player of the year. You're supposed to help the young fella out and call out the switch. But instead, no one is on the same page. And you know what, Perk? This leads to what we call a good to great. You pass up a good shot to get a great shot. Right. Like this right here. And Jay Crowder breaks the number one rule. He leaves the corner three wide open, and all of a sudden, what you get? Bang! Three-point shot. Look at Giannis. He's frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. No communication. I mean, damn, if you're trying to win a championship, it got to be done on the defensive side of things. So true. So the Bucks, they have a top five offense in the East, but their defense has really struggled as they rank 12th in the conference on that end of the floor. Still good enough, though, for a 5-3 and three start. That puts them at the 4-5 seed range of the East. So I guess, Mr. Wilbon, we're only eight games in, and after the Dame trade, the Bucks were clearly the favorite in the East. How far away are they from that, you know, preseason prediction that they could be the champions of the East? I don't know that I had them the favorite. I mean, if, if <laughs> the Celtics, I was going to put ahead of the Bucks, mm. But, yes, Celtics, Bucks, Bucks, Celtics. But, again, Shanae, I know we're not devoting a lot of time right now in this segment to the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> but, again, we're going to be talking about this increasingly. Are the Bucks, particularly if they're playing this kind of defense, are they going to be that much ahead of the Pacers by the time we get to February 1st? No. They're not. This was the end of an era. The Pacers had lost to the Bucks 11 out of the last 12 times. Giannis ate this team's lunch, but guess what? Pacers got the number one offense in the league. And when you're the number one offense in the league and you go up against a uh, 25th defense, perk, that's barbecue chicken. It is barbecue chicken, barbecue ribs, and barbecue brisket. But let me say this. Let me say this. I understand they're going to – Damian Lillard is not Drew Holiday. No one in the league is Drew Holiday. But when you're on a championship uh, team and you know the vibe in the locker room, what I'm trying to figure out is what did Budenholzer do 
are demanding that locker room that Adrian Griffin is not demanding. But it is still I, early. It is early. It is early, and it they is, will they it, will need their stars on the floor but, for a good assessment. Uh, 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 but listen to listen, Shanae. I know a lot of people don't like when I bring up 2008, but damn it, I won the championship <laughs> there, so I could bring it up as many times <laughs> as I want. I watched Eddie House and Ray Allen fight and get over screens because they know we had a goal to get to, and that started in training camp. Again, defense is not just what you could bring on the physical side of things. It's a mentality. It is a mentality. It's a mindset. But we will have to see when they are whole, if they're able to buy in on such defense. Did you say but whole or old? Oh, no, no. Whole, not old. Well, I've old. got young just, fellas with me today. today. Still to come on NBA Today, Kevin Durant and LeBron James battle tonight on ESPN. But if the Lakers continue to struggle, should L.A. go stargazing? Uh -oh. We discuss. Plus, what's at stake for Tatum, Shea, Luka, and Ant? In their in-season tournament matchups, we preview the must-see games that tip off in just a few hours. And the buzz around the league about the All-Star game is real. You already know, Mr. Wildon tells us why USA versus the world needs to happen. NBA Today Plus. with Shanae on a Friday. We'll be right back Plus. after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Veterans Day means everything to me because the character that you all know as Shaquille O'Neal was written and designed by Sergeant Philip Arthur Harrison. So when I see a, a Army veteran, a Armed Forces veteran, Navy, Air Force, I know what they go through. So I salute to all the male and female veterans in the world. Thank you very much, and I love you. Love those sentiments from Shaq. It's the second day of the NBA's in-season tournament. Tonight, we have nine games. Every single one of them is part of tourney play. Now, if there's one thing that caught people's attention, it was absolutely the courts. You may remember how Kevin Durant actually reacted when he first saw the Suns' new court. We're playing with a purple court in the NBA. No way. That's insane. Never done before, right? I love it, though. The L Valley is my favorite part. Our jerseys are perfect. It just represents so much here in the city of Phoenix, state of Arizona. It's representing the valley right here. Well, it's very real now, and it's very purple. Can't wait to see LeBron and Kevin Durant face off on this floor later tonight on ESPN. But first, check this stat out. 
LeBron and KD have 65,973 combined points, which is the second most combined points entering a matchup between players all time, trailing Karl Malone and Michael Jordan on Valentine's Day in 2003. So it is the first NBA in-season tournament game for both teams, but the winner of this Suns-Lakers matchup will have a massive advantage in West Group A and own a potential tiebreaker. Now, the margin for errors in these games is very small, and a little bit of good news for Lakers fans because our own own Young, young Masuk said that AD is probable for tonight after missing one game versus the Rockets. He didn't want the smoke of my Houston you know, Rockets teams. But, Perk, you said that you know, the Lakers really need potentially another star. Make your case. Well, they do. I mean, when you think about it, when you look around the league and you look at the contenders, all the contenders have three legitimate stars. The Golden State Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks. And, I mean, if you want to throw a little mixture of Tobias Harris in there with the Philadelphia 76ers, well, we go throw them in the pot. But here's the thing. When I think about the Lakers, and yes, I said that yesterday and I meant it, and it's not my job to go out there and try to search the market to find the Lakers a star. That's Rob Palenka's job. Secondly, I'm looking at the Lakers, and I'm looking at the starts of the first quarter, right? They rank worse in, in the history of the league. They're asleep. They're, yeah, they're asleep. This is why those high-motor guys – like Jared Vanderbilt is so valuable. The guys that bring that energy that doesn't show up in the stat sheet, that's going to dive on the floor for a loose ball, that's going to go and get deflections, that's going to get out in the break. The Lakers miss Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder bought that tenacity. He bought that intensity. He bought that swagger. But, Perk, LeBron and AD, they won it all in 2020 without a third star. And remember, oh, they, can't, they can't trade most of their potential trade chips until <laughs> mid-December or January. So, Brian, do you agree? Do they need to look elsewhere to find someone that can really help I this dynamic duo? I am going to reach into the, the wisdom of Pat Riley. Please, give it to Who me. once likes to say, you have to be an active participant in your own rescue, which means that they have to look within before they look outside. What I think they got to do, Perk, they got to split up D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. I don't know who has to come out of the starting lineup. The two of them on the court together are not producing well. They both need the ball. When I covered uh, Austin Reeves this summer with Team USA, he was terrific. They brought him off the bench. I think they should consider spreading those guys out, letting Austin Reeves have part of the game where he can come off the bench, and they need to get healthy. So they get healthy and they make some structural changes, then I think that's when they can – and then if they don't fix it, then they can evaluate what they, they have to do. They can do what they change. did last year and just get to the break and change it all around and make a run. I'm with you on this. Look, look within. I mean, there's enough parts there if healthy. And Austin Reeves is not the same guy he was. Forget Team USA, and you're right, Brian. Not the same guy he was last year for the Lakers. So they've got to sol – that's solvable. It's not like Reeves is – I mean, I don't know – that moving him to the second unit wouldn't do exactly what they need. I know it wouldn't bring the energy right away, Perk, and your point about the first quarter is well taken. But they've got to look at the long run here and how they can best use somebody they just decided to hold on to for the next few years. Well, let me ask y'all a question. When you look at what the Clippers just done, right, and James Harden, having Kawhi, having PG, having Russ, you look at Chris Paul going to Golden State already with Klay Thompson, uh, Draymond, and, and Steph. And then you look at the addition of Bradley Beal. They need more. 
the West got better from what it was last year. But didn't they try to do that not too long ago by adding Russ and bolstering their point guard? And they realized after that, you know what, why don't we tweak the others? And that's why they increased the depth. Yeah, but Russ and Braun didn't complement each other well, right? And we was trying to figure that out. Kirk, I'll give you this. I I will say this. They could reach a point where they evaluate their offseason and realize they made a mistake. That bringing the bulk of the team back was a mistake. They could reach that. And we could be sitting here December 20th, January 10th. I could be like, you know, Perk was right back in November. But I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're there. Is there a bad team you want to go and say, okay, they're not in contention. They've got a potential third guy for the Lakers who will work in that complimentary role who's not going to challenge LeBron, who's going to be thrilled to be there with LeBron because I got a guy. But you have the all-time great, you know, arguably. (laughs) And Wait, who was the guy? Zach Levine. Mm. That makes sense. Chicago. You're not doing any good on the Bulls, right? What are they doing? I got to tell you, in talking to some people around the league, the scouts are jamming themselves into Bulls games because they realize that at some point the Bulls may break this team up. The Rosen and Levine both. And they're all gathering intelligence. Like, what's going to happen to the Bulls? I'm not mad at this. He can knock down a three. He can push the rock. He's complimentary. He's enough of a star to really play alongside. He's your third guy. Not your 1A, but your third. That is a championship team. He's also got a contract that is a little bit prohibitive. (laughs) So that, you know, maybe the Bulls wouldn't say this. Bulls right now would say, no, we're going to keep Zach. But the cost for him on the market might not be... Outrageous. But don't you, you have think they the want to get out from under that contract? Given yes. That team I think is the right Bulls now. should have started a rebuild 20 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, since we're talking about the Bulls, <laughs> since we're talking about the Bulls and all-time greats, coming up on NBA Today, it's not Michael Jordan, not Kobe, not LeBron. Nobody statistically lights up a team like Luka Doncic does the Clippers. Why James Harden may have to wait for his first win in L.A. And Victor Webbenyama faces his toughest test yet tonight. And this one is personal. Can the French phenom climb the Stifle Tower? I like that. Plus, it's just a matter of time for Wemby before he becomes an all-star. But why is it not Victor that can save the all-star game, but a potential new format that might do the trick? NBA Today will be right back after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me some details. How did this thing come about and what's it going to look like? The NBA has been talking about this for years. All 30 teams will participate our very first ever NBA in-season tournament. Oh, razzle, dazzle, oh, next level! So the NBA just dropped a mid-season tournament. Interesting. Defying gravity! 
finally you have something that allows teams to be super engaged early in the season. I really feel like it's going to be the young stars uh -huh. that are going to thrive in this sort of thing. Every single team has a chance to win this cup. Let's go. The second night of the in-season tournament is just a few hours away. All nine games tonight on the schedule are part of group play. And based off of last Friday, these games look different and they feel different. Look at this number. The average margin of victory was under five points, the second lowest on a single day with at least seven games played over the last 10 seasons. And if you need a refresher on how all of this works and why it felt so competitive, here is the self-appointed director of ambiance, Mr. Richard Jefferson. All right, everybody, the NBA first ever in-season tournament is now official. But how does it work? Like this. First up is group play. All 30 teams will be split into six groups, three from the East, three from the West, with a random draw based on last year's regular season record. Here's what the groups look like in the West. Here's what they look like in the East. Each team in a group plays each other one time. A total of four games, two at home, two on the road. One, two, three, yeah. Now those games happen Tuesdays and Fridays in November, so set your calendar. Basically, these regular season NBA games also count as tournament games. Now, in each group, the team with the best group play record after those four games, they're moving on. The team with the next best record in each conference, those two are the wild cards. Always watch out for the wild cards. Now, we get to the knockout round. Eight teams, single elimination, and you know what that means. Win and move on. Or lose. And you're out. And the last four teams standing, guess what? You're headed to Vegas, baby. That's right. In Las Vegas, the semifinal battles will get us to the championship game on December 9th. Two teams in a winner-take-all final to be named champion and be awarded the first ever NBA Cup. I promise you, you're going to love it. Back with Michael Wilbon, Brian Windhorst, and Kendrick Perkins. And when I was scrolling through the slate of tournament games on tonight's schedule, I couldn't help but get excited. But it's not just for the matchups, y'all. It's because you guys know I love a very good stat. So it's time to dust off one of my favorite segments. Are y'all ready for this? Talk nerdy to me, baby. Let's start with the stat that I had to read three times to believe. So we all remember the game winners and 50-point explosions that Luka has had against the Clippers. But look at this. He averages 32.9 points against LA, the most by any player versus a single conference opponent since the merger. Jordan versus the Celtics? Nope. LeBronto? Nope. So, Brian, do you think the new-look Clippers are going to be able to keep up with Luka and bring James Harden his first win in a new jersey? Well, look, the Clippers have been horrible offensively the last couple of games, and they're playing a team that Jason Kidd has just ripped for being soft on defense. The Raptors came in there to Dallas the other night. They got you get 72 points in the paint. So if you're the Clippers, you're like, look, we need a get-well game offensively. Even when we got Luka, we got to deal with on one end of the court. On the other end of the court, let's start looking like four Hall of Famers for a change. And let's not act like Luka don't love playing the Clippers. <laughs> he have a chip on his shoulder every time he get ready to go against them. So it's not going to be an easy win if the Clippers do get the win. You know, matchups, um, a certain coach, the Dallas Mavericks, likes going against James Harden. 
always has. Has some secrets. We could go back and get some for years now, back to when Jason Kidd was an assistant coach, and find some performances against James Harden. Some special, <laughs> special defenses. Special defenses. Secret I don't even know if you have to get that far tonight. Secret defenses. Secret defenses. All right, let's check on another team trying to snap a losing streak, the Boston Celtics. Despite the back-to-back losses, Boston's offense is straight humming. Tatum, Przingis, Derek White are all shooting 50, 40, 80 from the floor. Did you know that there's only been two duos in league history to shoot that well while averaging 15 points per game entering the season, let alone trios? And that's not even including Jalen Brown, who is putting up 20 a game as well. So, Mr. Wilbon, do you think that the Celtics have the best league offense? You know, right now they do, Shanae. I mean, we, you, you just outlined statistically why they do. And we haven't seen the best of the Celtics. I mean, look, the Celtics are coming off back-to-back losses. But at Minnesota and Philly, once again, I'm talking about margin for error. I, I think those are games that those teams, respectively, Minnesota and Philly, are supposed to win this season. But, yeah, right now, and listen, they're going to start to get going when they get each other, when they feel better with each other and they play for, what, two or three more weeks? Brian talked about having a conversation December 20th or January 10th. Let's see what the Celtics are then, but I'd, I'd go with them right now. Okay. All right, we're going with the Celtics for the best offense. Okay, saving the best, or at least the biggest, for last. <laughs> Victor Webbingham, I'm not talking about you, Perk, has been efficient around the rim this season, shooting 71% in the restricted area. But he will have to go up against his fellow Frenchman, big man Rudy Gobert, who's among the league leaders and holding opponents to 44% shooting in this area and, again, is an early favorite for DPOY. So, Perk, you've said that Wemby needs to get some more shots up, yeah. how he needs to attack the basket better. How are they going to? How is he going to attack the league best defense and Rudy? Well, one, can he get in that restricted area a little bit more? And that's a lot on Greg Popovich. And I know they have this notion out there that Wimby is not a center. That doesn't mean he doesn't need to do center things. How about starting him off early, picking and rolling to the basket? When you talk about being the best live threat at the basket, that is Victor Wimbyamba. Get you a couple easy baskets because the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to finish on somebody or you're going to the free throw line. I know that Victor played at MSG a couple days ago, but this is the game he's been looking forward to this week. This is like they're from the same family, not just because they're both Frenchmen. They have the same agency. They were sort of raised the same way. They've played for the same coaches. The kind of things that Gobert did to develop his game and develop his body are the way that Victor has gone, even though they're very different players. Obviously, this is a workout that became famous, not only in France, but in the United States. Wemby's 16 in this video. It's amazing. So this is a really big moment. Uh, I don't know how much Gobert will actually be on him, but this is a this is a, a moment that Victor In the garden the other night, Wimby was too much three-point shooting. Absolutely. I'm with Perk. I want to see him particularly to start the game. Be around the basket. If he's this threat around the basket, and he is, then let's see that particularly against Gobert. They're going to need him to do that. But what I do like about Wemby is that there's a phrase that I've sort of made up, best frenemies. It seems like they're best friends, but when it comes to hooping on the court, these guys can be frenemies as well. But can you imagine a front court with both Victor and Gobert, not to mention Jokic, Giannis, yeah. and possibly Embiid? Yeah. We're already getting warmed up. Yeah. How that can be coming to an all-star game near you. Keep it locked to NBA Today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to NBA Today. In honor of Veterans Day, join the NBA family in recognizing the service and sacrifice of our nation's military and their families. To learn more, visit hoopsfortroops.mba.com. The NBA is more global than ever before. So let's bring back a topic we discussed earlier in the week because Mr. Adam Silver said the NBA is looking into a possible Ryder Cup style all-star game in 2025. So this would pit the players from the USA versus the rest of the world. Mr. Michael Wilbon, yes, how long have you been waiting? I know it's a yes man, but you know I'm from the South. We say mister. How long have you been waiting for this type of format? Since the all-star game became a joke. Since people just stand around and throw lob passes to each other, and it's not a game. It doesn't resemble anything that is the NBA. So if you want to do something, you got the marketing people obsessing over an in-season tournament. Obsess over a weekend that you already own that is turned into the showcase, which is supposed to be the game. The three-point shot contest is now the highlight of the weekend. No, that shouldn't be. Put a game out there where you put the U.S. players against the international team. I got a starting five, Sinead, right here. We can show you this. <laughs> the international team. We can show you a potential starting five. I got Joker, Giannis, Luka, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Jamal Murray. Those, that, that's the starting five. And by the way, I'm, I'm saying, Embiid, I don't know. If, if Joel wants to play fine, if he wants to play for the U.S., I don't know what he would do. But you are then left with reserves, including, here's my seven through 12, six through 12. Wimbanyama, Josh Giddy, Sabonis, Siakam, thanks Perk for reminding me, Rudy <laughs> Gobert, Markinen, and a guy named Andrew Wiggins who was only the second best player in the NBA this Finals. This is a potential look right happened. here of what Mr. Uh, Wilbon is talking about. We, so, so what? People wouldn't get excited over that? You want them to get excited over things on a blood-red court? You can't even see the ball from the court, but you don't want to have an all-star game. If, the, if, if players are not going to get excited, particularly – What's the question? Is, is the issue that we're worried about the U.S. team losing and therefore it's hard to market yourself as the American game <laughs> if you lose to an international team in the United States? They would lose. Oh. They would lose. Because I'm going to tell you, last year of the first team All-NBA, four of the five guys are international players. And Jokic, if you remember, didn't make first team. He made second team. Already the majority of the top players in the league that are active in their primes are international players. Last five MVPs. And I'll tell you what, you better be down on your knees begging Joel Embiid to play for the Americans. Because they're going to need it. And you know what? I'm partially making a deal of it. I obviously think if they played ten times, the U.S. would get some wins in there. But anything that would engage the players to care about the outcome of the game, yes. this might do it. Yes. Yeah. 
Guess what? Anthony Edwards wasn't on the All-NBA team last year. If he was on now, I'd want him on the U.S. team starting right off the bat. You know what's crazy is that we have in this discussion, and I agree with both of y'all, this would do wonders for the All-Star game because the competitive spirit will, will be, would be back. But people were on me so hard when I said – it's time for the Americans to step up and take back their league because the international players have taken over. Well, let's show you a potential lineup that Team USA could look like because we saw the international side. I mean, we've got LeBron James, obviously, representing USA. Steph Curry with the shot. It's not too bad. But check this out. KD also on the list for Team USA. But overall, LeBron, Steph, Tatum, KD, AD, reserves potentially Booker, Lillard, Edwards, Mitchell, and Adebayo. So, Perk, I ask you this. Do you do you think that this will actually fix the format? Absolutely. And it would please the fans and make us actually want to watch the All-Star game. We would talk about that matchup. We would talk about that game for two weeks in advance. But is anyone <laughs> concerned, though? First off, get um, Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton on that list. Those other guys yes, can retire. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let them get their nice little all-star bonuses and then sail into the yeah. sunset. But is anyone concerned with the idea that not potentially having an all-star game with the best players as all-stars instead of us just feeling, you know, filling out roster spots? Actually, those are the best players. Best players. Half of they this, are. this list right here that Wilborn has for us, the international players, all of those guys are really Sabonis off the bench. Siakam, he should have been an all-star last year. So it, it even things out. But when I look at that roster for the United States, and that's the problem that I have right there. You see that C for center and Jokic? <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> AD don't want that smoke. He's shown us time and time again he don't want it. I mean, look at the centers, though, that potentially could hit the floor. I mean, you have Giannis, Victor Webbingyama, and Jokic. What does this say, Brian, about the game? Look, I cover Team USA. I cover international basketball. I've been watching it. I watched Team USA finish fourth in the World Cup last year. I watched the Americans win by the skin of their teeth. And Kevin Durant mid-range jumpers and Greg Popovich junk defenses is the only way they won the gold medal in Tokyo last time around. And I watched them finish, I think they were seventh the year before that in the World Cup in, in Tokyo. In, uh, so what's the league waiting for? Nothing. What are they waiting for? They think this wouldn't be attractive? They think this is not more attractive than some lob fest Look, I've where play the players aren't engaged? <laughs> Do they really? I've played in all-star games, and you just need to get the players motivated. And I think it's also on the NBA players to realize that they have to support and serve the fans. But there will be plenty of dunks in all-star games, so it's coming up. Let's just keep it there. You get a dunk. You get a dunk. You get a dunk in my best Oprah impression, the best plays at the rim, and so much more <laughs> in a special edition of Top of the Top right after the break. This is NBA Today with your girl, Cheney. Welcome back to NBA Today. My big sis Candace Parker's new doc is about to drop. This unapologetic preview is presented by CarMax. Let's check out the trailer. People don't know your full story when you step on the court. I feel like I'm so much more than this game and what people have wanted me to be. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do it unapologetically. Unapologetic drops on Sunday as someone who has played with Candace Parker and played against Candace Parker. Now we're filmmaker. I am so, so proud of you. It gives me all the Cheers. good feels leading into the weekend. And speaking of which, it's Friday, so let's have some fun. Top of the top plays of the week. So this is starting with top rack attacks. Joe oh! Brown on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> it's, it's the fall for me, old Rudy. Watch. <laughs> 
you know you fall like you an old person. Don't make yeah. fun of people that play defense. Ant-Man with the windmill. Uh, this guy's all NBA. NBA. You, this, this guy's be Team USA right All here. NBA. And my favorite, y'all, Jalen Green uh, goes astronaut. Four in a row for the Rockets. Yes. You know what? Top I was. Oh yeah, Clark City. I was more impressed with the rip from Austin Reeves than the actual. That is true. Now let's go to top denials. First up, Wemby on the corner three. Look at that extension. Get out of here. Oh. The easiest shot of basketball from beyond the arc is I now the hardest. <laughs> then Cole Anthony with the chase down. Ooh, uh, volleyball swat. This is what I'm talking about. This is what you want to see out of your young fellas. And speaking of uh, young, there let's you flip it over. LeBron doing what he's done for, what, 20-plus years? I mean, is he 38? <laughs> Come on, Tyler Hero. You've been watching that your whole life. You should know better. <laughs> I like this new category, Ow. top coordination. My people, check out Clyde Drexler for Keep Lodge on the synchronization. And Elvin Hayes. Yes, sir. See, don't forget Elvin Hayes. I can yeah. never, I'm can never. I'm to have watched Clyde with my first ever Elvin autograph. Hayes. Thank you for signing my shoe when I was eight years old. Alex Caruso with the jelly. I see you with the bag. Okay. Oh, yeah. This was a great slow-mo. Well, you got the Lakers trading for Levine. Have him get Caruso back. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. I and see that, you, Chet. Holmgren behind the back. I see you, Chet. 50%, 50%, 90%. Let's go to top. Oops. The Wolves out and running, and Edwards gets it. Uh, yeah. The fact that they, they're doing this with this type of continuity and traffic. Different trust. energy. And then Jokic, he finds Michael Porter Jr. You know how this ends. Point seven. Michael Porter Jr. be able to avoid back like and you play down. an entire season. Yes. More great action as day two of the in-season tournament is just hours away, and we have some very bold predictions. Do not miss Michael Wilbon's wildest thoughts and who Perk thinks will go for 40 tonight. We'll be back in just 60 seconds. Tonight at 6 Eastern, Sports Center coming to you live from Athens, Georgia, alongside the College Game Day crew. Join us from the home of the defending champs as the Bulldogs welcome Lane Kiffin and Old Miss for a top 10 SEC test with major playoff implications. Sports Center, live from Georgia, tonight at 6 Eastern. Switching sports because we have breaking news that will potentially impact the college football playoff. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh is prohibited from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season by the Big Ten, sources tell ESPN's Pete Thamel. This discipline is in response to the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation that Michigan is facing. Now that Harbaugh will be allowed to coach during the week, Afterward, no, during the games, he will not. Will Bond, what is your instant reaction to this? <sighs> this is an overreaction. But look, they, it's, there's no question Michigan broke some rules here, Shane. My, my thing is the rules are nonsense about scouting. So you can call up your buddies in another team and not only get information that you've gleaned about that team from just having played them, but share it with other teams, yet you can't pay a scout to go. This is nonsense. But let me give Brian some credit. We were talking during the break. <laughs> Michigan has never been a sympathetic entity. You're talking to a Buckeye here. But you're, you're, talking <laughs> to, you're talking to a, a Buckeye and a Big Ten, a Big Ten guy. And I, I am against this. But this is going to drive Jim Harbaugh out of He's college been football. suspended for six of the games this year. Yes. But Michigan's still the, probably the best team in the Big Ten. And Michigan's so. the only chance that the Big Ten has 
of winning the college football playoff this year. So really, so the Big Ten is going to cut off its nose to spite its face here. I, I'm stunned at this. The amount of money that this could, could, could swing. But let me just say this real quickly. That team is going to have to rally, and I think they will, starting this weekend at Penn State. They're the best team in the conference. Brian, you watch this closely. You agree? Yes. As a Buckeye, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> and as someone who has watched Co- Coach Harbaugh do his thing, this is I know, quite you shocking. Stanford, Stanford you people. Are still? Are you still? I'm always Coach? here for Coach Harbaugh, but I do okay. think it has a reverse way of also motivating the players. The yes. good news is that Pete Thamel, he will have more on this on NFL Live at the top of the hour. But let's switch back to our sports because, y'all, the inaugural NBA in-season tournament rolls on tonight with another group stage doubleheader. The Nets take on Jason Tatum and the Celtics, then KD and the Suns host LeBron and the Lakers are coverage will begin with us. NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. Now, in addition to those ESPN games, there's a full nine-game slate in the in-season tournament. So I want to get bold predictions from each and every one of y'all, starting with you, Big Perk. I know you do. And I'm going with Ant-Man, a guy that has been on a tear right now. He spanked the Denver Nuggets. He spanked the Boston Celtics. And he's going to spank the Spurs tonight. He's going to go for a 40-piece wing dinner. Not drumsticks. We going chicken tenders with extra ranch. Okay, he's going to do his thing tonight. Anthony Edwards, 40-plus points. Must win games, actually. Here we are, November 10th. Must win games for the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks. They're both 0-1 in the in-season tournament. You lose two games, your first two, you're going to be out. <laughs> Got to see a must win tonight in Sacramento for the Thunder. Had that brutal loss here. Might have been a goaltending. And then the Mavericks. <laughs> oh, no, was goaltending. The Mavericks lost uh, in, uh, you know, in Denver when they had the three-point line was the wrong distance on the court. I'm glad you mentioned OKC, because the way you avoid elimination is to have SGA, first team All-NBA last year, get a triple-double. And that's what, if I had real guts, Janae, I really should have <laughs> said to make this prediction even bolder and more outrageous, I should have had both Josh Giddy and SGA going for triple-doubles in oh. Sacramento. But I'll, I'll stick with SGA, who had 43 in his last game. I mean, he has picked up where he left off. And people aren't mentioning him yet as one of the five best players in the NBA. He is that. If I may, I might take a little bit of the gutsiness. And my bold prediction is that (laughs) the Houston Rockets, their win streak continues versus the Pelicans, who the Pels have lost three in a row. We're going to be at home. I think we're going to do that. back tonight, though. Uh, but I'm still confident we beat the Lakers, you know, with LeBron James, no AD. But I also have another bold prediction. Oh, wait, but before I get to that one, these are the percentage chances to advance to the knockout. Look at that, 73% by the Warriors. And then look on the contrast, Suns, 39%. Going to the East, Bucks, 70% still. And then Nets, 42%. Oh, well, my pick that I pick is the Warriors, 73%. <laughs> well, that's a, good, that's a good pick, but I have one more bold prediction. I feel like today's going to be the best day of the year for one Mr. Kendrick Perkins because what? today's your birthday. Oh, so guess what? We are going to. I'm going to stand up. We're going to be standing. We're going to be standing on some birthday business. Birthday business. Nobody's having a 20-piece chicken wing. No, I'm more like Betty. Let's roll the highlights. Can we see K. Perk getting buckets? Oh, there go the baby face Perk right there. Where we at? Oh, 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 midi. That's a midi Perk. I made a turn around. You know I'm a junk junk hook person to death. Okay. Yeah, I had to get you back. Ticket with the dime. Ooh, pump eight. I mean, Good you know, finish. Up and under. Ah! 
Watch the tenacity after the play. And then right here, do with anything that's possible. <laughs> wow. Give me a hug. You were sitting on Yeah, I had to make sure you get that three. What do you say? Work is a, we're Valentine's Day babies. You count nine months back. Oh. Because I know. <laughs> oh, we did the calculation. I mean, huh? you know, I mean, you Happy know, birthday, birthday November. Yeah, birthday, birthday business. You know what I'm saying? I usually don't celebrate my birthday because all my kids birthdays come right before mine. By the time I get to mine, I don't have no more money. Well, we are going <laughs> to celebrate your birthday all day long because this crew is coming back for NBA Countdown, especially as we go to day two of the NBA in-season tournament. Make sure you guys check out those games. If not, have a lovely weekend. But we know you will.